Hi, welcome back to the Gauravanians podcast. I am Hiral Mehta, your host as well as the creator of the podcast, as well as the owner of House of Hiral, a brand that sells art and lifestyle products. Today, for our new episode, we have Sadika Gupta, a lettering and engraving artist, also known as the Delhi Doodler, who is worked for clients such as Google, Jimmy Choo, and more. So uh, I'm going to be adding Sadika Gupta to these uh, to this live, guys. Hi, hi, Hiru. Hi, Sadika. How are you? I'm very good. How are you? I'm good. I've been seeing your work. They are so amazing. I really love the quirky ways where you do the calligraphy, and you know, I love the colors which you add to your uh, calligraphy art. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. It's yeah. it's a pleasure to be here. I'm so glad. It's a pleasure having you on my platform. So yeah. <laughs> Before we even begin, Hiral, I had a question to ask you. Why is yeah. your page called the God of Onions? Of all the <laughs> gods in the world, <laughs> why is it called the God of Onions? <laughs> yes. So I'll tell you why it is called as the God of Onions because it's based on the philosophy of onions. So while I okay. interview people, while I interview artists. so what happens is the layer opens and right. then you go inside the layer while i interview people so right. that's why i don't call my episodes as episode 1 episode 2 i call them layer 1 layer 2 layer 3 oh that's interesting yes. thank you for so, that trivia <laughs> <laughs> so if you see the poster as well i have not mentioned it as an episode i have mentioned right. it as a layer <laughs> right that that's interesting thank you for uh, for letting me know i uh, just wanted i'm like i will ask you when i go live <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's the philosophy it's kind of quirky a lot of people say and it's very different but it also has a powerful uh, you know um what do you say it reason behind it powerful... yeah Yes, the meaning behind it, and when you listen uh, listen to the word "God of Onions," also it sounds more powerful and vibrant. So yes, right, yeah, <laughs> lovely. Yeah. So I think we will start with our interview now. I'm so glad oh, a lot sure. of people are joining. Yes, yes, great. So okay. I'm going to start with my first question. Uh, so my first question to you is: How do you promote positivity through your art? so i think when you so my i i don't advocate to be um you know to be a positive person or to be a, a preacher of positivity or you know any of those things they're not mentioned in my bio but i think positivity is kind of like a result or a byproduct of what i create and what you feel when you see my art right so um it it's it depends on how you uh what you feel what goes on inside you when you see a delhi doodler artwork right and if you feel like uh if you feel a sense of positivity if you feel like oh this is so cute or this is so cool or this is so intriguing or you know i must try this since i know a little bit of lettering so um i think that kind of accomplishes my goal uh, as an artist so i think positivity is not something that i promote per se or you know i preach to be a positive person or anything of that sort but i think it's nice if you feel a sense of positivity so it's positive. kind of like a by product of what i do 
and the kind of art True. that i make True. I think I find it very positive. Wow. Oh, vibrant. Your artworks are very colorful and vibrant. And I'm sure a lot of people who follow you, they find your artworks and your work very positive. So, yes, right. I think that's <laughs> what. Yes. So I think I'll start with my next question then. My next question is, if you are creating something for a client, how do you meet their needs while keeping your style so this is a very interesting question and i understand where you're coming from because when you go on the delhi doodler feed you see a plethora of things going on i mean you see some really sophisticated calligraphy you see the very next post you see some really quirky you know watercolor lettering going on and the very next post after that you may see an urdu share i don't know something related to devnagri or anything so i i understand where you're coming from because if you look at my feed it's got a lot of things going on within uh, calligraphy and lettering so it's not just got one theme to it so when you are somebody as an artist you uh, who has multiple skills or you dabble in multiple scripts um you also tend to get different kind of opportunities so like you mentioned in the introduction i have worked for luxury brands such as jimmy choo and ferragamo and tiffany and all of those and working for wow. them requires a different level of understanding of their clients and what would they like to see um you know when they visit hmm. the store versus working for a client like google or hp or starbucks which give you more creative freedom and they're like okay we're hiding delhi doodler so we know uh, that you'll create something fun and like you said positive and you know something interesting for us so just go all out have fun just make us a nice doodle or something so you i think the answer to your question would be to place yourself in the shoes of your of your client and kind of understand what would their customers anticipate what would their customers expect when they see um you know something on the page of starbucks or hp right so wow. it, it involves a different uh, in in some sense it requires a level of empathy um you know when we're understanding uh, and kind of um you know understanding where your client is coming from what do they need exactly and um, basically trying your level best to meet their needs so uh, i think it requires some sense of empathy and you can't be really strict uh you know with True. that you know this is my style this is the only thing i'm going to do i like to be a little more open and flexible um and offer a variety to my clients and be like True. okay if this is not working out what do you think of this option because i can do that i can dabble in multiple scripts in multiple styles so i'm kind of flexible like that um you know so i i i'd like to i would like to say that i think uh, uh practicing multiple art forms and catering to different types of clients requires some level of empathy and understanding i think true true i think that's the reason you are here where you are and the delhi doodler and i think that's why i think your strength is understanding the philosophy of your client well yeah and uh, i, agree, I yes. think uh, it also requires to be fearless when you try a new technique or try something new and i think that's what you are 
So yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know about fearless, but yeah, I I do like to kind of just experiment and have fun. I mean, if I were to do only one thing for, uh, I can't. I can't imagine myself uh, doing the same thing for the for the next ten years. So I. ultimately have no option but to explore uh, right so i explore watercolors i explore multiple scripts wow. multiple styles so when you build such a diverse portfolio you end up getting a lot of different types of clients from all so, walks of life right so yeah i i think fearless could be you've given me some food for thought now now i will you know there's how a- fearless i am <laughs> you know there's a reason i have said fearless because you know there are many people who i know uh where you know they say that you know i have to learn this before i have to you know go to somebody or i have to i don't even know the technique how am i going to explore that and you right. know while you have had multiple clients from luxury sector and while you have had you know understood your client's philosophy so well i'm sure a lot of people are commenting i'm sure sadika's clients love her i'm sure that there is a certain something which requires less fear while you experiment something new which not everyone that's has that's very true now that i think about it and i completely agree with your explanation i think a lot of people just get in their own way and sometimes i do too um you know what if this doesn't go right or what if this experiment fails and that happens a lot with us as artists especially because um of social media and because we are always in this comparison game right um but so i think yeah definitely creating something new does require some experiments and uh, some level of fearlessness for sure fearless. yeah thank you for that true true <laughs> <laughs> i think um someone's asked uh, krishu creation sorry but what is the meaning of god of onions i mean why onions <laughs> i think i'm just going to explain the philosophy again while new people have joined that god of onions is basically uh, based on the philosophy of onions where you know the people who i interview uh, they are the god of onions because you know the layer opens and while it opens it gets inside and that's why i name my episodes as layer 1 layer 2 and not uh, you know episode episode 2 etc so yes um suresh bhumishetty i'm sorry bhumishetty i'm sorry if i pronounce your name right he says hustler dig in and figure it out keeping in mind the customer as long as the customer happy is happy everything works out in the end that's very true suresh true. very true well said yes so i hope uh, krishu creations i have given uh, the answer to your question so uh my next question for you sadika uh do you think it is important for artists to explore different mediums the way you do with uh, you know um ink watercolor etc and what is your favorite medium to work with so that's a difficult question um there are two sides to this because i've seen artists on instagram and otherwise also and you know artists who become great in their field they have become um you know this um this figure to look out for and to watch out for because they specialize in their medium you know there are artists who specialize in acrylics there are artists who specialize just in mixed media or you know watercolors and all of that 
so i i that that is one side of the of the question the other side you have artists who are more experimental and open and you're like you know they flow like uh with the course of uh their work and they they they're more open to experimenting i think i fall in the second category so um i think it's kind of from my personal perspective i think it's important that even if you stay within your niche let's say your niche is calligraphy or lettering then within that it is actually very important that you go out and explore different mediums because that opens up your mind to different um opportunities that exist beyond pen and paper right True. so if i had never got an ipad i would have never known um or tried ipad lettering which is such a time saver and which is such a such a cool skilled in its own way right it um, is yeah and similarly within calligraphy lettering there exist multitude of opportunities related to say painting a mural on the wall or doing chalk lettering for a cafe so i think it's important to understand different mediums because once again uh, you're able to offer that many options then to your clients and you can you can confidently say that hey it's okay if you can't if you're not happy with this option we can explore let's say engraving or we can explore um, mural or whatever painting on uh, hand painting signs or something you know so from my perspective and especially with regards to my field i think it's important for artists to experiment with different mediums get a control get a grip of different mediums understand how does watercolor flow understand how do how does sign painting work even if you don't specialize in it you should try it out because it opens up your mind it kind of um, and especially more so when you are in a creative rut if you feel like um you know i'm kind of bored i've reached a sort of plateau with my work i don't know how to go next or where to go next from here i think it's a great option to explore something completely different that will make you uncomfortable that will make you challenge yourself and and just you know go out there and have fun so i think it's important from my perspective but if your goal is to just be um you know the best spencerian calligrapher in the world or if your goal is just to be the best copper plate calligraphy artist in the world by all means just stick to that one script and specialize and practice put in your heart and soul in that one thing and just nail it yeah i, I have seen people succeeding in both of the categories interesting interesting so uh, while you've said that you know you have experimented i think it's a beauty also in experimenting the way you do with different techniques and the different uh, you know absolutely it's a lot of fun yeah it's a lot of fun and i think uh, looking at your page i'm sure that you know it it's very beautiful thank you uh, great so i think kulsum sisters uh, when the artist they say hello hello ma'am they saying hello to you <laughs> yes great so i'll uh, go to my next question now my next question is what drew you to try lettering hmm so um i think the beauty of letter forms and just the fact that 
you can express something not just by way of writing but by way of drawing letters is what drew me to try lettering in the first place because and for those of the, those of the listeners that are not aware calligraphy is more about writing something with a specialized tool like a pointed pen or a broad edge pen whereas hand lettering that hirol is talking about is more about the art of drawing letters even if that's with a pencil so the tool does not matter in lettering it's okay. it's the interpretation of the letter um you know that matters right so um i think what drew me to lettering was the fact that one could express themselves by drawing letters and it it just seemed like a really cool thing to do at the time so i never stopped <laughs> i never stopped exploring so i started with for calligraphy then i went on to brush lettering then i want uh, then i tried hand lettering i five lettering and so on and so forth so i think it's a, it's a really cool art art form to explore you know and um it just has so many applications and so many things that you can do with lettering and with knowing about letter forms if nothing you get to understand and appreciate the beauty of letter forms when you see them around you for example you go to a bookstore tomorrow and you see these amazing book covers that are illustrated by all these yes, wonderful yes. artists right yes so um if you understand lettering i think it makes you appreciate that book cover design a little more it makes you appreciate True. um supposing you go to old bombay um like the fort area or you go to old yes. delhi and you see these really cool vintage signages right um how which are hand painted right which are yes. extremely old i think when you understand letter forms and you understand you 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 absorb yourself in their beauty you're able to appreciate the little things around you a little more so even if you don't want to end up making a career out of lettering a career out of calligraphy at the very least you kind of learn how to appreciate the beauty of those signages or the book covers wow. or the chalk lettering you know when you go to a, a cafe you see a beautiful ca- uh, chalk lettering done the by black, an artist yes 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 yeah so i i think at the very least you're able to appreciate the beauty of that you're like oh wow this this serif style that she's done is so pretty or you know this um art nouveau style lettering that this guy has done is so cool so i mean it just it's fun to understand and you appreciate it right i mean we all love music we all love listening to yeah. music right but we don't necessarily end up singing every day or you know understanding how to sing and blah 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 but because yeah. we know okay this person um this is off key and this is you know in in this is mel- melodious and this is this sounds nice to me when you listen to something on let's say indian idol or any other show for that matter yeah. you're, you're able to kind of enjoy it better okay. you're able yeah. to see yeah you're able to kind of have fun listening to a a participant and be like oh this was such a nice rendition of that song yeah you know so i think True. that's kind of the answer to your question i think that's beautifully said that's beautifully said that you know you should have a certain knowledge on lettering in order to admire it 
and yeah. uh, understanding that itself will make you understand the beauty of it and i think because of that you have so many workshops at your space the online workshops <laughs> which i've seen on your website i think right. they are amazing i think i have attended one of your workshops i don't remember the copyrights one Okay, uh, right. The, yes, right, right, I right. have attended that. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I think uh, that's very interesting. I think you um, are also open to actually teaching it to people, being an artist yourself, and you know, showing people that you know what this is the beauty of it. And if you want to learn, you can surely learn. And I see at your yeah. portal it's at a very minimal price. So yeah, yeah. I think that. I mean, yeah, I think the price is kind of subjective, but. I think that was the next most logical thing for me to do. Once you have learned a skill, I think the next best thing you can do is pass it on to others. Um, and I always say this at the beginning of every workshop that my goal is not to teach you the technical aspect of lettering or copper plate or iPad or whatever. Sure. My goal is to make you fall in love with this art, so that um you should keep exploring it, even when so three days or four days or five days. are not enough to know everything about one art form right it's it's a journey sure. that you have to take yourself so my yes. goal as an educator as an art educator as a teacher is to make you fall in love with it make you fall in love with the process of creating so that by the end of the workshop you're curious enough to go on youtube or in any other platform and be like oh i definitely want to learn more of procreate wow. i definitely want to learn more of devnagari and the origin of this script where did it originate so i think that's kind of my primary goal and now that you you were just mentioning workshop and i was just thinking the other day um a, a student of mine from 2017 messaged me and i'm like wait a second this is the fifth year of me taking workshops that is so cool oh, wow. i mean i i had until she messaged me i was under the impression that okay i've been teaching for maybe 3 4 years and then i suddenly realized oh my god it's been 5 years of me teaching workshops and it's just amazing because wow i get to reach out to so many different people and especially thanks to this online uh, setup yes, that we do for true. the zoom workshops I've yes. been able to teach students from Netherlands, from UK, from US, Canada, um, UAE, and you know all wow. of those places. One could wow. never have imagined. So it's just supremely cool and fun. <laughs> that's amazing. I think that's uh, amazing. Wow! <laughs> Thank you. Having uh, students from all around the world—that's amazing. Yeah, I. it's it's very humbling and it's very gratifying you know to know that um, there are people from all over the world who are following you a and who are willing to learn from you they have art educators in their own country and they yes. place their trust on you to teach them so i i think that's just really nice and it's really kind <laughs> wow wow that's beautiful that's wonderful i think okay so i'll go to my next question now that is my last question how do you practice mindfulness through art okay so i'll be honest i mean uh, since the time i've taken up calligraphy professionally for the first two years of opening delhi doodla it was just a hobby 
there was no intention of making money out of it there was no yeah. business model abhi bhi koi khas business model nahi hai to be very honest i'm okay. i just do it for the fun of it but since the time i actually started teaching and you know taking up all this professional work a lot of my time goes also into the back end and the admin sort of work and you know replying to emails making sure the clients are being answered and making sure everything is in place and handling social media and all of that so as an artist as a modern day artist who has started with instagram or who has started an art business your time will naturally get divided into two parts one where you are practicing your art and two where you are selling your art or you are selling your services as an artist so mindfulness um through art is something that i go back to every night before i go to sleep and you cannot practice it's not necessary that you have to practice mindfulness by um you know sitting for 3 hours and practicing your art it it can be done by way of um making your to do list in calligraphy it can be done by way of uh if i'm attending a seminar or a client call i'm taking notes and i'm doodling my notes so i think at any given point of time you can practice your art and achieve that mindfulness what is mindfulness mindfulness is when you're absorbed right, right? you're when you're immersed in what you do True. True. so uh it's a little difficult in this day and age to be completely doing one thing at a time to be honest one has to dabble in different sort of works one has to answer clients on whatsapp one has to send mockups uh, to you know to customers one has to reply to emails that your order is on its way <laughs> and one has to also post on instagram to maintain the feed and whatever else so um i think as as we progress and as uh, you know social media just gets more powerful and effective it becomes a little more difficult to get time for yourself and get time to achieve that mindfulness but i kind of try to give at least 10 to 15 minutes if not more to any art form that i practice whether that is doodling whether that is um calligraphy or anything for those 10 15 minutes i'm not doing anything else for those 10 15 and mostly that happens during the night because that's the quietest time of my day and there is no disturbance there are there's nobody around so it's just me and my tools and i I've, i've actually mentioned this on my instagram stories a few times that whenever i have a long piece to work on let's say a poem or or something else i always end up doing it late at night like after midnight just because it's so enjoyable at that time Quite, you know yes. there is nobody around there is nobody ringing the bell outside there is nobody <laughs> expecting an email from me at midnight so at that time i can just fully immerse myself in the experience of creating that beautiful artwork for which i'm being paid wow. so i i try to spare that time for mindfulness um towards the end of the day and it kind of resets me for the next day so that i don't feel like i've missed out on something or i've missed out um you know on on the beauty of what i'm doing that way you you you're just constantly in touch with your creative side 
true 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 that's quite inspiring i think because um you know when i had sent a mail to you you were so prompt to reply i think the way yeah. you <laughs> organize yourself is amazing because i'm sure um, your day to day activities you have so many things to do while you said that yeah. you know you have to focus on the operations or the admin bit of it you have to focus on you know working for your clients you i mean it gets very difficult to get mindfulness as you said yeah, so it's yeah. quite inspiring to actually understand how you actually manage your time and i'm trying you know, to get better at it every day to be very honest i there are times when i struggle to find work um to do something on the personal side there are times when i'm too engaged in something personal to give time to social media and you know absolutely. everything but it, it's a trade off it's a constant trade off that you have to do you, you at one point of time you just have to yeah you just have to figure out which one is more important and which one should i prioritize so i'm trying to get better i am definitely far from being perfect at managing my schedule and being organized in life <laughs> i'm far from it but i'm trying to get a little better with every passing day <laughs> understanding at the level which you are in right now i'm sure it must be difficult but you trying to do that i think it's huge and it's quite inspiring for the other artists as well Thank so you. i think that's uh, very well said and i you know the time you actually responded while i had sent a mail to you and you like instantly responded i was like wow how does she manage to be that, that organized <laughs> so you know that was so very intriguing for me it's just something i picked up very recently actually um, i was seeing this video and this person said that if it takes less than 5 minutes to do then do it now then don't push it for later because then it will keep running in the back of your head that i have to reply to hero i have to reply to hero so if something takes less than 5 minutes uh i do it immediately so replying to your email was just like a matter of 30 seconds so i try to just get things out of the way <laughs> so that i have more time at the end to do to make art <laughs> wow i think i should learn something from you <laughs> yes uh bhavna asks is the session saved on igtv yes this is going to be saved on igtv once it gets saved in few days i'll be shifting this interview to podcast as well as our youtube channel so after that you'll be also uh, you'll also be able to see it in those platforms yes Lovely. so great <laughs> So as it was my last question does anyone from the audience have any questions for Sadhika Okay I see so many hearts so Yeah now it when do when people send those hearts <laughs> flying hearts <laughs> I think since since I uh, started interviewing you I think there are so many flying hearts like so many people are so excited <laughs> you know <laughs> See, I'm trying to control myself actually because you're saying that this will go as a podcast. Normally, when I'm doing the live, I give this introduction like a rock star welcome to everyone who joins my live session. So I'm trying to control myself and be a little Why more. <laughs> I think you should uh, do that. I'm just trying to behave myself because I know this will go as a podcast and on YouTube. So I, I don't want to be like. you know <laughs> grabbing too much attention no but no but maybe you can actually uh, while this live also will be edited for the podcast why don't you actually do that 
I mean, I would really love to see that uh, side of you as well. <laughs> you should join one of my live sessions for sure. When I'm when I'm creating something, when I'm uh, you know teaching something, it's a lot of fun. I love interacting with people. It's such a good medium. I'm right? sure. I think this intrigues me to see your IGTVs now more. <laughs> so Vibrant Hughes says that you're amazing. World you. in a brush asks, how do you manage time? I think you have answered, but I would yeah. love to know more. How do you manage time? So time, my friend, is a constant struggle. Managing time is a constant struggle. Whether you're a student, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're an artist. i think uh time is very difficult to be managed but one of the things that i really like to do is making to do lists i think it it really helps and um before you begin the day or before you end the day it's quite nice as a habit to just make a to do list so that um everything that's going on in your head you actually just put it on paper so that you don't have to worry about it and you can just glance through your list uh the next day and just go on and do your work one of the things is that and the other that i have recently started developing this year onwards is waking up one or two hours before my actual time that i used to last year so till last year i used to wake up like 9:30 10 you know a little chilled out and whatever but i think just waking up one or two hours prior to your um, to your schedule gives you a lot of time to do a lot of things during the day now in those first few hours i do all the boring work like all the emails i should do all the emails for the day if there is something to be packed like in order to be packed i do that so anything that does not require creative energy gets done in the morning um so that is one good tip that i would like to give you and because world in a brush you're you're a student you can easily wake up at 7:38 and i'm sure that will give you a lot of nice sunlight also to make art and click it quickly it's a good idea i think to wake up a little early in the morning wow that's quite interesting uh and inspiring i uh, read a lot of times that you know you have to get up early i think uh, i'm yeah like quite super early i i'm not like one that. of <laughs> I am not one of those people who can get up at 5:36 to be very honest I just can't because I call it a day pretty late like 11:30 12 in the night so I can't get up before 8 anyway so I'm but yeah it, it's a good idea just don't wake up too late because then you know it's it's really difficult yeah, to manage your time you know true true very true so lettering by rashmina asks how do you find clients of international brands i mean how to approach them as a newbie to the calligraphy world so i think one of the things that has really worked for me is the quality of my work and i say this to everyone who's curious enough to ask me how do you get jimmy choo or how do you get such and such of a brand i think i've just i wouldn't say i've been lucky to get them um, but because it luck also favors those who uh kind of work for it uh so i think what i have constantly strived to do especially in the beginning is to put more of my work out there whether that's on instagram or you know initially i used to post on facebook also so i think the more you are out there the more you make your presence felt 
the more likely brands are um, you know to approach you Notice so yeah yeah exactly so i think people are brands and companies they're always looking for people who are creative and they're always looking for people who can do something nice for them so one is that so i have always believed and followed the organic way of going about things and just focusing on the quality of my work that should not go down that should only go up so um one is that the other way is i mean you can reach out to them you can find the right contact in a company and email them your portfolio let them know that you exist and just make them a nice presentation deck and tell them that hey i would love to offer my services to you so if you are okay doing that by all means go ahead and make a nice presentation and outreach email and make it a point to send emails every day or every alternative day and somebody or the other will reply to you right once you <laughs> once you send 100 emails at least 10 people will reply to you unfortunately that doesn't work for me because i don't know i'm not that comfortable reaching out to people and i think that gives you less leverage once you reach out to brands they're like because you reached out to us this is what we are offering to you in terms of price and commercials so i like to have the higher hand when it comes to um negotiating price and money so i like well, and it just feels better when brands approach you right you just feel yeah. like you know you know what i mean so um and fortunately for me it's worked well so far that word and there have been clients um to approach and different sorts of clients yeah wow lovely lovely palette of joy says your artworks are just the best sadhika thank you uh, heart heart work in us how do you single handedly manage admin practice teaching shop the delhi doodler shop and so much more you're such an inspiration so i have thank seen you. your shop you, you sell paints as well right yeah we sell a lot Those of stuff shiny. not just wow. yeah yeah <laughs> they are so, quirky they are very quirky thank you so yes. um hard working to answer your question it's not easy it's definitely not easy and as i as i answer this question at the back of my head i'm thinking to hire more people definitely uh, to ease out you know with some of that work but so far so good i have been able to manage um i wouldn't say very well but i have been able to survive sort of and you know just get by um the way to do that is again to sh- um divide your day uh, in different parts and divide your tasks in different parts so you club all the admin work together you club all the creative work together and you club um, everything else that you can't put in a category together and then you schedule your time that say um in the morning first 2 hours i'm only going to be creating artworks you know or in the afternoon after lunch i'm going to be only answering emails or sending out emails or answering dms on shop daily doodler or whatever whatever it is that works for you sure. so i think um, blocking time in that sense and demarcating time for different tasks um it, it's a good idea because then you naturally uh, you naturally develop this habit that okay in the morning i have to pack orders i have to reply to emails and do all the boring work get that out of the way and then in the afternoon i'm doing all my creating and you know um actually working for clients and then in the evening i can do something else and finally call it a day with making some artwork so i think blocking your calendar blocking your schedule 
and making a to-do list is a good way to get things out of the way interesting interesting so i hope uh, sadhika's answered your question heart working the next question from vibrant hues is great tips honestly i'm struggling to get up early but i hope to follow it i sleep like a baby during the morning how do you make a portfolio any tips okay. okay so very interesting and very interesting that you asked me i don't have uh, a portfolio i would have loved to say that i have a portfolio on a website like indifolio or behance or something but i am just too lazy i think i i've always considered instagram and my profile to be my portfolio so um i i think it's kind of okay doing that but that's the lazy person approach if you're actually serious about whatever field you are in supposing you're a graphic designer or illustrator and you actually want to make a really good portfolio um just put your best of the best work in it do not ever put something that you're not happy about do not put something that doesn't excite you if you it doesn't excite you it will not excite your potential client right exactly so it's 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 the energy um, that your work gives out right like i said in the beginning i don't preach to be positive or anything it's the energy that my work transpires right across so put your best work together and compile it in a basic pdf you know and just give an explanation if you um, go on google and um, just search for portfolio templates i'm sure you'll be able to find something that works for you where you can put your work put the description of your work the process of your work how did you go about making this artwork what was the thought behind it because people love to see the reason people love to see the bps and the, the you know the process of making things so i think that's a good idea and then you can put it on websites like behance or indifolio um put them under relevant hashtags so that people are able to discover you if they're looking for an illustrator or if they're looking for an animator so i think that would be a good thing but in the beginning it's okay if you want to treat your instagram as your portfolio again put out work only that you're happy about and you can be proud of 10 years down the line true true interesting so um, my calligraphy tale says i just want to say that it is your post which intrigued me and i got to know about calligraphy so a big big thanks for that that's amazing wow that is so cute i think there is there are a lot of fans of yours here maybe <laughs> 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 our friend fans yeah our friends are sorry friends wow lettering by rashmina says thanks for genuine thanks genuinely answering stay blessed uh priti garg says do you have a team or do you work alone right now i don't i only have my sister who um handles and helps me with some of the technical stuff which i can't wrap my head around um uh, but even she's got busy now she has work of her own and she has her last year of college so now i'm looking to hire people okay. and expand and actually make a team delhi router i had floated a form around one one and a half years ago but then the whole world around us changed uh, right so i don't know if yes. the same people are available now but i'm definitely actively going to look for people to work for delhi router now and work with delhi router actually not for that sounds very <laughs> third personish <laughs> interesting well said 
So I think Delhi Doodler culture is quite amazing to work in. Then, uh, do you think uh, so? Um, I A M Dhruvi asks, do you think creativity is inborn or can be achieved through practice? I don't think it's inborn at all. I think it's an acquired mm-hmm. skill for sure, and I mm-hmm. can definitely prove it to you as an example myself because I have. i studied economics in college then i moved on to upsc preparation and just the life just took its own course so i think it's an acquired skill creativity is something that you practice mm-hmm. and it's like a machine so the more you practice the more you make it work the better it gets true true heart woken says that great advice love your work a ton lot thank you Art Truck seventy seven asks, "You did a live on finances last month. Please organize some more. Do you have okay. anything planned for this month?" I don't have any lives planned, but that's a good idea. I've been um, kind of busy handling two three uh, big projects right now. But as soon as I find some time, I will be sure to come back on IGTV and definitely discuss more of the finance. I think that's really important. Interesting, interesting. Uh, I think I should be watching the finances ID IGTV soon. Uh, Vibrant Hughes uh, says, "Awesome, well explained. More power to you." Thank Doodles you. and me love your work, Delhi Doodler, uh, and a lot of people giving hearts to you. So a lot of uh, thank you, friends of yours who love you here. <laughs> thank you. Yes, yes. Thank you. So, um, does anyone else have any questions? Do you all ha- uh, have your questions answered? Padhati uh, asks, "Hi, hi, Di. I wanted to ask, as I've just finished my twelve, I really want to help you. Is there anything that I can do for you as an intern, please?" <laughs> that is so sweet, yeah. That is so sweet, and I get these DMs, uh, you know, quite often, and I don't have a perfect answer to them because there's only so much help that i need and so much help that one can do but <laughs> i will be sure to um paridhi i will whenever i you know give out the form for joining team delhi doodler please be sure to fill that and you know add all the things that all the skills that you can contribute to team delhi doodler and uh, yeah maybe we can uh, be a nice team <laughs> great great So uh, we are going to be having ten uh, minutes more to this live. So okay. I'm going to take just few more questions. Um, Dome of Art asks, "How do you price your work?" Okay, so I've struggled a lot with pricing, especially initially, um, because I did not understand on what to base it. Uh, I did not. I, I, in the beginning, I would just take the material cost. and um, you know i would just kind of eyeball on how to price my artwork but um, then i gradually realized that art is more than the material cost that you pay for it right art is definitely okay. so um, then I, i there are a lot of factors now that go into my pricing yeah so there are a lot of factors now that i consider while pricing an artwork one of the things is um, i have a base price and this is something i've developed myself because i cannot even if something is uh, really simple let's say you tell me to write your name 
and it's a very common request that we get as calligraphers can you write my name or can you write my name because i want it for my wedding card or whatever it's a very simple thing for me to do it's a 10 minute job but apart from those 10 minutes i'm also investing time in talking to you on instagram getting information giving you the details of the payment and how to giving you some options creating you know two two three artworks for you so it's not just the 10 minutes of creation that matter it's the back and forth and the whole process of serving you as a client right that also True. require a lot of time and patience so True. now considering all of that and because i only have 24 hours in a day and i'm a human and i want to make art and i want to balance my life i've come to the conclusion that i need to have a base price so i don't charge for anything i don't charge less than 1000 or 1500 rupees let's say and that's the b2b price that's my that's the price i would give for a bulk order or something but if you're an individual customer i'm not going to be charging anything less than 1500 for even the most simple things because i um, i value my art that way you know so a lot of the pricing that you do for your art is also very intrinsic and it's also very um demonstrative in that sense it it kind of defines the value of of your service it it shows how good you are at what you do at some level so if you don't value your stuff and you're like yeah i will do it for 200 rupees and imagine there's a you have the choice of working on 10 orders for 200 rupees each or you can work on one order for 2000 rupees which one would you prefer you know so you have to um kind of build your work in that manner where you can charge a client a price and they will understand the value behind it there are a lot of times when so, people would bargain and people would be like but this is just a 2 minute thing for you but um it's not just 2 minutes and you must have seen this really popular post on instagram which says that i'm not charging you for the 5 minutes that i'm spending creating i'm charging you for the 5 years that i practiced that art before i made it for you so true, um true. i think it's that the more you keep getting better the more you should increase your price and i increase my price a little bit every year so well yeah. said The, and it makes sense the yes. most basic thing that you can do to price your art is consider the time and the material cost that you're putting into it and just add true. something to it and you can sell it to your client true 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 so we have 7 minutes more to this uh, live so i'm going to take last two questions two short questions i believe um Avishay, uh, I'm sorry if I must have pronounced your name. I mean, if I must have not pronounced your name right. Thank you so much for organizing this. I'm a little curious about when you started doodling and calligraphy. I think, as uh, Sadika said, five years back, right? Yeah, it's been six, yeah, six, yeah, five, six years now. Wow. I started it in 2016, and uh, since then, yeah, I've I've just hung on to it. Great. and uh, oya oh yeah, um, i'm sorry the names uh, oya oh, oh illustrations uh, asks what are all of your stuff so ex- expensive i think uh, sadika has already answered that <laughs> that you know the 5 to 6 years of her practice in calligraphy 
well she deserves to increase her price and plus i think you can choose between something lesser priced or something a higher price than yeah. other and i think the whole concept of being expensive or not is very subjective because obviously if i'm getting students to join my workshops at say 5000 rupees and i'm sure. able to get uh, you know students at 10000 rupees um it it's just about affordability it's about um how much value do you see in that workshop also so true, true. there are people who charge 15000 rupees for a similar workshop because they have 20 years of experience in that field right yes. i'm charging you yes. what i think is a fair amount for a group workshop so i think the whole concept of being expensive is really subjective um and differs from people to people True, true. So, last two questions. I'm sorry, those questions are quite relevant that I can't miss them. <laughs> Whom did you learn calligraphy from? From OIO Illustrations and Dome of Art asks, how do you start with? How did you start with customers, guys? These are the last questions, please. Okay, yes. perfect. So, I, I learned calligraphy um, by myself largely. I also attended. um a few of the workshops especially last year i ended up attending a lot of online workshops i just took advantage of the fact that we have extra bandwidth and there are a lot of international educators teaching online so i attended quite a few workshops then but i always go back to practicing myself i think that's the way i prefer to practice and learn um sure. you can you know take something some information from somebody but if you don't end up applying it if you don't end up practicing it after the workshop it's of no use so um yeah i've learned from quite a few people and um, to start with customer i think a good way is to build your portfolio or whether that's on instagram or otherwise and maybe you can reach out to potential customer or or they can come to you there are only two ways sure. that it works and so, good amount of inventory as well yeah yeah you need a good amount of inventory if you're starting an online shop um you know for that matter but if you're into services make sure what you are putting on instagram or your portfolio is a really good piece of art that people are tempted to buy it great and which which brush pens did you start with oio illustrations i, I hope this is the last question <laughs> i started with sakura brush pens i got them from a stationery fair i specially bound my upsc class one time uh, coaching class and went to the stationery fair got those brush pens so i started with sakura then i started with camlin and uh, yeah now i have a connection of i think more than 30 brands yeah amazing amazing <laughs> So uh okay I have taken the last question and I have 3 minutes with me to conclude now. <laughs> so yes I'm glad uh, I mean I think this interview has gone very soulfully and I have loved interviewing you it has Thank been you. very soulful for me as well and you know you get the vibe when you interview the person it's been amazing. So thank you so much uh, yes Thank you so much Sadika uh for being a part of my platform I'm extremely honored to have you on my platform at uh, God of Onions 
so this igtv is going to be saved guys so if you all have any questions or anything at all you all can rewatch this igtv or you all can dm me or sadika if you all right. may have any questions and we can take that offline i'm sorry because of the time constraints i could not take this video any longer and the listening limit of uh, our customers during podcast is very less so um thank you so much guys uh, for being a part of my live uh, and being a going to be a part of my podcast please listen to my podcast at Pod god of onions at spotify and you all can also log into our you subscribe our youtube channel god of onions to watch this interview and this main the this platform is basically for artists who are well renowned and recognized and to understand their journey as well so thank you so much guys and please follow god of onions for uh, listening or watching more interviews our next interview is going to be with krishna tolia so uh, please stay tuned for our next interview coming up next friday lovely thank you so much great thank you so much thank you so much guys bye have a great evening bye you too thank you so much hi welcome back to the gorafanians podcast i am heeral mehta your host as well as the creator of the podcast as well as the owner of house of heeral a brand that sells art and lifestyle products in the last episode we had an amazing opportunity to interview ranjini ayangar who is an internationally acclaimed wedding designer illustrator who has founded the pink whistle man today for our new episode we have sadika gupta a lettering and engraving artist also known as the delhi doodler who is worked for clients such as google jimmy choo and more so uh, i'm going to be adding sadika gupta to these uh, to this live guys hi 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 sadika how are you i'm very good how are you i'm good i've been seeing your work they are so amazing i really love the quirky ways where you do the calligraphy and you know i love the colors which you add to your uh, calligraphy art <laughs> thank <works>. you <laughs> thank you so much it's yeah. it's a pleasure to be here i'm so glad it's a pleasure having you on my platform so yeah <laughs> before we even begin here i had a question to ask you why is yeah. your page called the god of onions of all the <laughs> gods in the world <laughs> why is it called the god of onions <laughs> yes so i'll tell you why it is called as the god of onions because it's based on the philosophy of onions so while okay. i interview people while i interview artists so what happens is the layer opens and right. then you go inside the layer while i interview people so right. that's why i don't call my episodes as episode 1 episode 2 i call them layer 1 layer 2 layer 3 oh that's interesting yes. thank you for so, that trivia yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you see the poster as well i have not mentioned it as an episode i have mentioned right. it as a layer <laughs> right that's that's interesting thank you for uh, for letting me know <laughs> I just one day i'm like i will ask you when i go live <laughs>
so that's the philosophy it's kind of quirky a lot of people say and it's very different but it also has a powerful uh, you know um what do you say it reason behind it yeah yes the meaning behind it and when you will lis- uh, listen to the word god of finance also it sounds more powerful and vibrant so yes right yeah <laughs> lovely yeah so i think we will start with our interview now i'm so glad okay, a lot sure. of people are joining yes, yes. great so okay. i'm going to start with my first question uh so my first question to you is how do you promote positivity through your art so i think when you so my i i don't advocate to be um you know to be a positive person or to be a, a preacher of positivity or you know any of those things they're not mentioned in my bio but i think positivity is kind of like a result or a byproduct of what i create and what you feel when you see my art right so um it it's it depends on how you uh, what you feel what goes on inside you when you see a daddy doodler artwork right and if you feel like um uh, if you feel a sense of positivity if you feel like oh this is so cute or this is so cool or this is so intriguing or you know i must try this since i know a little bit of lettering so um i think that kind of accomplishes my goal uh, as an artist so i think positivity is not something that i promote per se or you know i preach to be a positive person or anything of that sort but i think it's nice if you feel a sense of positivity so it's positive. kind of like a byproduct of what i do and the kind of art True. that i make True. I think I find it very positive. Wow, oh, vibrant! Your artworks are very colorful and vibrant, and I'm sure a lot of people who follow you, they find your artworks and your work very positive. So yes, right. I think that's <laughs> what. Yes. So I think I'll start with my next question then. My next question is: If you are creating something for a client. how do you meet their needs while keeping your style so this is a very interesting question and i understand where you're coming from because when you go on the daily doodler feed you see a plethora of things going on i mean you see some really sophisticated calligraphy you see the very next post you see some really quirky you know watercolor lettering going on and the very next post after that you may see an urdu share i don't know something related to devnagri or anything so i i understand where you're coming from because if you look at my feed it's got a lot of things going on within uh, calligraphy and lettering so it's not just got one theme to it so when you are somebody as an artist you uh, who has multiple skills or you dabble in multiple scripts um you also tend to get different kind of opportunities so like you mentioned in the introduction i have worked for luxury brands such as jimmy choo and peragamo and tiffany and all of those and working for wow. them requires a different level of understanding of their clients and what would they like to see um you know when they visit hmm. the store versus working for a client like google or hp or starbucks which give you more creative freedom and they're like okay we're hiding daily doodler so we know uh, that you'll create something fun and like you said positive and you know something interesting for us 
So just go all out, have fun, just make us a nice doodle or something. So you, I think the answer to your question would be to place yourself in the shoes of your of your client and kind of understand what would their customers anticipate, what would their customers expect when they see, um, you know, something on the page of Starbucks or HP, right? So wow. it, it involves a different, uh, in, in some sense, it requires a level of empathy, um, you know, when we're understanding uh, and kind of, um, you know, understanding where your client is coming from, what do they need exactly, and um, basically trying your level best to meet their needs. So uh, I think it requires some sense of empathy and you can't be really strict, uh, you know, with True. that, you know, this is my style. This is the only thing I'm going to do. I like to be a little more open and flexible um, and offer a variety to my clients and be like, True. okay, if this is not working out, what do you think of this option? Because I can do that. I can dabble in multiple scripts, in multiple styles. So I'm kind of flexible like that. Um, you know, so I, I, I'd like to, I would like to say that I think uh, uh, practicing multiple art forms and catering to different types of clients requires some level of empathy and understanding, I think. True, true. I think that's the reason you are here where you are and the Delhi doodler. And mm -hmm. I think that's why I think your strength is understanding the philosophy of your client well. Yeah. And uh, I, agree, I yes. think uh, it also requires to be fearless when you try a new technique or try something new. And I think that's what you are. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about fearless, but yeah, I, I do like to kind of just experiment and have fun. I mean, if I were to do only one thing for, uh, I can't, I can't imagine myself uh, doing the same thing for the, for the next 10 years. So I ultimately have no option but to explore, uh, right? So I explore watercolors, I explore multiple scripts, wow. multiple styles. So when you build such a diverse portfolio, you end up getting a lot of different types of clients from all True. walks of life right so yeah I, I think fearless could be you've given me some food for thought now now I will you know there's how a, fearless I am <laughs> you know there's a reason I have said fearless because you know there are many people who I know uh, where you know they say that you know I have to learn this before I have to you know go to somebody or I have to I don't even know the technique how am I going to explore that and you right. know while you have had multiple clients from luxury sector and while you have had you know understood your client's philosophy so well I'm sure a lot of people are commenting I'm sure Sadika's clients love her I'm sure that there is a certain something which requires less fear while you experiment something new, which not everyone That's has. That's very true. Now that I think about it, and I completely agree with your explanation, I think a lot of people just get in their own way. And sometimes I do too. Um, you know, what if this doesn't go right? Or what if this experiment fails? And that happens a lot with us as artists especially because um, of social media and because we're always in this comparison game, right? Um, but so I think, yeah, definitely creating something new does require some experiments and uh, some level of fearlessness for sure. Fearless. Yeah, thank you for that. True, true. <laughs>
<laughs> I think um, someone's asked uh, Krishu creation. Sorry, but what is the meaning of God of onions? I mean, why onions? <laughs> I think I'm just going to explain the philosophy again while new people have joined. That God of onions is basically uh, based on the philosophy of onions, where you know the people who I interview, uh, they are the God of onions because you know the layer opens, and while it opens, it gets inside. and that's why i name my episodes as layer 1 layer 2 and not uh, you know episode episode 2 etc so yes um suresh bhumshetty i'm sorry bhumi shetty i'm sorry if i pronounce your name right he says hustler dig in and figure it out keeping in mind the customer as long as the customer happy is happy everything works out in the end that's very true suresh true. very true well said yes so i hope for uh, krishu creations i have given uh, the answer to your question so uh my next question for you sadika uh do you think it is important for artists to explore different mediums the way you do with uh, you know um ink watercolor etc and what is your favorite medium to work with so that's a difficult question um there are two sides to this because i've seen artists on instagram and otherwise also and you know artists who become great in their field they have become um you know this um this figure to look out for and to watch out for because they specialize in their medium you know there are artists who specialize in acrylics there are artists who specialize just in mixed media or you know watercolors and all of that so i i that that is one side of the of the question the other side you have artists who are more experimental and open and you're like you know they flow like uh with the course of uh their work and they they they're more open to experimenting i think i fall in the second category so um i think it's kind of from my personal perspective i think it's important that even if you stay within your niche let's say your niche is calligraphy or lettering then within that it is actually very important that you go out and explore different mediums because that opens up your mind to different um opportunities that exist beyond pen and paper right True. so if i had never got an ipad i would have never known um or tried ipad lettering which is such a time saver and which is such a such a cool skilled in its own way right it um, is yeah and similarly within calligraphy lettering there exist multitude of opportunities related to say painting a mural on the wall or doing chalk lettering for a cafe so i think it's important to understand different mediums because once again uh, you're able to offer that many options then to your clients and you can you can confidently say that hey it's okay if you can't if you're not happy with this option we can explore let's say engraving or we can explore um mural or whatever painting on uh hand painting signs or something you know so from my perspective and especially with regards to my field i think it's important for artists to experiment with different mediums get a control get a grip of different mediums understand how does 
watercolor flow understand how do how does sign painting work even if you don't specialize in it you should try it out because it opens True. up your mind it kind of um, and especially more so when you are in a creative rut if you feel like um you know i'm kind of bored i've reached a sort of plateau with my work i don't know how to go next or where to go next from here i think it's a great option to explore something completely different that will make you uncomfortable that will make you challenge yourself and and just you know go out there and have fun so i think it's important from my perspective but if your goal is to just be um you know the best spencerian calligrapher in the world or if your goal is just to be the best copper plate calligraphy artist in the world by all means just stick to that one script and specialize and practice put in your heart and soul in that one thing and just nail it yeah i, I have seen people succeeding in both of the categories interesting interesting so uh, while you've said that you know you have experimented i think it's a beauty also in experimenting the way you do with different techniques and the different uh, you know absolutely it's a lot of fun yeah it's a lot of fun and i think uh, looking at your page i'm sure that you know it's it's very beautiful thank you uh, great so i think kulsum sisters uh, mahindi artist they say hello hello ma'am they saying hello to you <laughs> yes great so i'll uh, go to my next question now my next question is what drew you to try lettering hmm so um i think the beauty of letter forms and just the fact that you can express something not just by way of writing but by way of drawing letters is what drew me to try lettering in the first place because and for those of the, those of the listeners that are not aware calligraphy is more about writing something with a specialized tool like a pointed pen or a broad edge pen whereas hand lettering that hirol is talking about is more about the art of drawing letters even if that's with a pencil so the tool does not matter in lettering it's okay. it's the interpretation of the letter um you know that matters right so um i think what drew me to lettering was the fact that one could express themselves by drawing letters and it it just seemed like a really cool thing to do at the time so i never stopped <laughs> i never stopped exploring so i started with for calligraphy then i went on to brush lettering then i want uh, then i tried hand lettering i5 lettering and so on and so forth so i think it's a, it's a really cool art art form to explore you know and um it just has so many applications and so many things that you can do with lettering and with knowing about letter forms if nothing you get to understand and appreciate the beauty of letter forms when you see them around you for example you go to a bookstore tomorrow and you see these amazing book covers that are illustrated by all these yes, wonderful yes. artists right yes so um if you understand lettering i think it makes you appreciate that book cover design a little more it makes you appreciate um supposing you go to old bombay um like the fort area or you go to old yes. delhi and you see these really cool vintage signages right um which are hand painted 
right which are yes. extremely old i think when you understand letter forms and you understand you 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 absorb yourself in their beauty you're able to appreciate the little things around you a little more so even if you don't want to end up making a career out of lettering a career out of calligraphy at the very least you kind of learn how to appreciate the beauty of those signages or the book covers wow. or the chalk lettering you know when you go to a, a cafe you see a beautiful ca- uh, chalk lettering done the by black, an artist yes 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 yeah so i i think at the very least you're able to appreciate the beauty of that you're like oh wow this this terrace style that she's done is so pretty or you know this um art nouveau style lettering that this guy has done is so cool so i mean it just it's fun to understand and you appreciate it right i mean we all love music we all love listening to yeah. music right but we don't necessarily end up singing every day or you know understanding how to sing and blah 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 but because yeah. we know okay this person um this is off key and this is you know in in this is mel- melodious and this is this sounds nice to me when you listen to something on let's say indian idol or any other show for that matter yeah. you're, you're able to kind of enjoy it better okay. you're able yeah. to see yeah you're able to kind of have fun listening to a a participant and be like oh this was such a nice rendition of that song yeah you know so i think True. that's kind of the answer to your question i think that's beautifully said that's beautifully said that you know you should have a certain knowledge on lettering in order to admire it and yeah. uh, understanding that itself will make you understand the beauty of it and i think because of that you have so many workshops at your space the online workshops <laughs> which i've seen in your website i think right. they are amazing i think i have attended one of your workshops i don't remember the copyrights one okay um, right the yes, right right i have attended that yeah <laughs> right. so i think uh, that's very interesting i think you um, are also open to actually teaching it to people being an artist yourself and you know showing people that you know what this is the beauty of it and if you want to learn you can surely learn and i see at your yeah. hotel it's at a very minimal price so yeah, yeah i think that i mean yeah i think the price is kind of subjective but i think that was the next most logical thing for me to do once you have learned a skill i think the next best thing you can do is pass it on to others um and i always say this at the beginning of every workshop that my goal is not to teach you the technical aspect of lettering or copper plate or ipad or whatever mm-hmm. my goal is to make you fall in love with this art so that um you should keep exploring it even when so 3 days or 4 days or 5 days are not enough to know everything about one art form right it's it's a journey sure. that you have to take yourself so my yes. goal as an educator as an art educator as a teacher is to make you fall in love with it make you fall in love with the process of creating so that by the end of the workshop you're curious enough to go on youtube or in any other platform and be like oh i definitely want to learn more of procreate wow. i definitely want to learn more of devnagari and the origin of this script where did it originate so i think that's kind of my primary goal and now that you you were just mentioning workshop and i was just thinking the other day um a, a student of mine from 2017 messaged me and i'm like wait a second this is the fifth year of me taking workshops 
that is so cool oh, wow. i mean i i had until she messaged me i was under the impression that okay i've been teaching for maybe 3 4 years and then i suddenly realized oh my god it's been 5 years of me teaching <laughs> workshops and it's just amazing because wow i get to reach out to so many different people and especially thanks to this online uh, setup yes, that we do for true. the zoom workshops i've yes. been able to teach students from netherlands from uk from us canada um uae and you know all wow. of those places one could wow. never have imagined so it's just supremely cool and fun <laughs> that's amazing i think that's uh, <laughs> amazing wow <laughs> thank you having uh, students from all around the world that's amazing yeah i it it's very humbling and it's very gratifying you know to know that um, there are people from all over the world who are following you a and who are willing to learn from you they have art educators in their own country and Yeah, place their trust on you to teach them. So I I think that's just really nice, and it's really kind. <laughs> wow, wow, that's beautiful. That's wonderful. I think. Okay, so I'll go to my next question now. That is my last question. How do you practice mindfulness through art? Okay. So I'll be honest. I mean, uh, since the time I've taken up calligraphy professionally, for the first two years of opening Delhi Doodla, it was just a hobby. There was no intention of making money out of it. There was no yeah. business model. Abhi bhi koi khas business model nahi hai. To be very honest, I'm okay. I just do it for the fun of it. But since the time I've actually started teaching and you know taking up all this professional work. a lot of my time goes also into the back end and the admin sort of work and you know replying to emails making sure the clients are being answered and making sure everything is in place and handling social media and all of that so as an artist as a modern day artist who has started with instagram or who has started an art business your time will naturally get divided into two parts one where you're practicing your art and two where you are selling your art or you're selling your services as an artist so mindfulness um through art is something that i go back to every night before i go to sleep and you cannot practice it's not necessary that you have to practice mindfulness by um you know sitting for 3 hours and practicing your art it it can be done by way of uh making your to do list in calligraphy it can be done by way of uh if i'm attending a seminar or a client call i'm taking notes and i'm doodling my notes so i think at any given point of time you can practice your art and achieve that mindfulness what is mindfulness mindfulness is when you're absorbed right you're when you're immersed in what you do True. True. so uh it's a little difficult in this day and age to be completely doing one thing at a time to be honest one has to dabble in different sort of works one has to answer clients on whatsapp one has to send mock ups uh, to you know to customers one has to reply to emails that your order is on its way <laughs> and one has to also post on instagram to maintain the feed and whatever else so um i think as as we progress and 
as uh, you know social media just gets more powerful and effective it becomes a little more difficult to get time for yourself and get time to achieve that mindfulness but i kind of try to give at least 10 to 15 minutes if not more to any art form that i practice whether that is doodling whether that is um calligraphy or anything for those 10 15 minutes i'm not doing anything else for those 10 15 mostly that happens during the night because that's the quietest time of my day and there is no disturbance there are there's nobody around so it's just me and my tools and i I've, i've actually mentioned this on my instagram stories a few times that whenever i have a long piece to work on let's say a poem or or something else i always end up doing it late at night like after midnight just because it's so enjoyable at that time Why? you know yes. there is nobody around there is nobody ringing the bell outside there is nobody <laughs> expecting an email from me at midnight so at that time i can just fully immerse myself in the experience of creating that beautiful artwork for which i'm being paid wow. so i i try to spare that time for mindfulness um towards the end of the day and it kind of resets me for the next day so that i don't feel like i've missed out on something or i've missed out um you know on on the beauty of what i'm doing that way you you you're just constantly in touch with your creative side true 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 that's quite inspiring i think because um you know when i had sent a mail to you you were so prompt to reply i think the way yeah. you <laughs> organize yourself is amazing because i'm sure um, your day to day activities you have so many things to do while you said that yeah. you know you have to focus on the operations or the admin bit of it you have to focus on you know working for your clients you i mean it gets very difficult to get mindfulness as you said yeah, so it's yeah. quite inspiring to actually understand how you actually manage your time and i'm trying you know, to get better at it every day to be very honest i there are times when i struggle to find work um to do something on the personal side there are times when i'm too engaged in something personal to give time to social media and you know okay. everything but it, it's a trade off it's a constant trade off that you have to do you, you at one point of time you just have to yeah you just have to figure out which one is more important and which one should i prioritize so i'm trying to get better i am definitely far from being perfect at managing my schedule and being organized in life <laughs> i'm far from it but i'm trying to get a little better with every passing day <laughs> understanding at the level which you are in right now i'm sure it must be difficult but you trying to do that i think it's huge and it's quite inspiring for the other artists as well thank so you i think that's uh, very well said and i you know the time you actually responded while i had sent a mail to you and you like instantly responded i was like wow how does she manage to be that, that organized <laughs> so you know that was so very intriguing for me <laughs> it's just something i picked up very recently actually um i was seeing this video and this person said that if it takes less than 5 minutes to do then do it now then don't push it for later because then it will keep running in the back of your head that i have to reply to hero i have to reply to hero so if something takes less than 5 minutes uh i do it immediately so replying to your email wow. was just like a matter of 30 seconds so 
I try to just get things out of the way. <laughs> so that I have more time at the end to do to make art. <laughs> wow, I think I should learn something from you. <laughs> yes. Uh, Bhavna asks, is this session saved on IGTV? Yes, this is going to be saved on IGTV. Once it gets saved in few days, I'll be shifting this interview to podcast as well as our YouTube channel. So after that, you'll be also, uh, you'll also be able to see it in those platforms. Yes. Lovely. So great. <laughs> so as it was my last question, does anyone from the audience have any questions for Sadhika? Okay. I see so many hearts. So yeah, many I love it when, though, when people send those hearts. <laughs> Flying hearts. <laughs> I think since since I uh, started interviewing you, I think there are so many flying hearts. Like so many people are so excited. <laughs> you know. <laughs> See, I'm trying to control <laughs> myself actually because you're saying that this will go as a podcast. Normally, when I'm doing the live, I give this introduction like a rock star welcome to everyone who joins my live session. So I'm trying to control myself. And be a little Why more. <laughs> and be... <laughs> I think you should uh, do that. You should. I'm just trying to behave myself because I know this will go as a podcast and on YouTube. So I, I don't want to be like, you know, <laughs> grabbing too much attention. No, but, no, but maybe you can actually, uh, while this live also will be edited for the podcast, why don't you actually do that? I mean, I would really love to see that uh, side of you as well. <laughs> you should join one of my live sessions for sure. When I'm, when I'm creating something, when I'm, uh, you know, teaching something, it's a lot of fun. I love interacting with people. It's such a good medium. I'm right? sure. I think this intrigues me to see your IGTVs now more. <laughs> so, Vibrant Hughes says that you're amazing. World you. in a Brush asks, how do you manage time? I think you have answered, but I would yeah. love to know more. How do you manage time? So time, my friend, is a constant struggle. Managing time is a constant struggle. Whether you're a student, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're an artist, I think uh, time is very difficult to be managed. But one of the things that I really like to do is making to-do lists. I think it, it really helps. And... Um, before you begin the day or before you end the day, it's quite nice as a habit to just make a to-do list so that um, everything that's going on in your head, you actually just put it on paper so that you don't have to worry about it. And you can just glance through your list uh, the next day and just go on and do your work. One of the things is that. And the other that I have recently started developing this year onwards is waking up one or two hours before my actual time that I used to last year. So till last year, I used to wake up like 9.30, 10, you know, a little chilled out and whatever. But I think just waking up one or two hours prior to your, um, to your schedule gives you a lot of time to do a lot of things during the day. Now, in those first few hours, I do all the boring work, like all the emails, I schedule all the emails for the day. If there is something to be packed, like in order to be packed, I do that. So anything that does not require creative energy gets done in the morning. Um, so that is one good tip that I would like to give you. And because world in a brush, you're, you're a student, 
you can easily wake up at 7:38 and i'm sure that will give you a lot of nice sunlight also to make art and click it quickly it's a good idea i think to wake up a little early in the morning wow that's quite interesting uh and inspiring i uh, read a lot of times that you know you have to get up early i think uh, i yeah like quite super early i i am not like one that. of <laughs> i am not one of those people who can get up at 5:36 to be very honest i just can't because i call it a day pretty late like 11:30 12 in the night so i can't get up before 8 anyway so i'm but yeah it, it's a good idea just don't wake up too late because then you know it's it's really difficult yeah, to manage your time you know true true very true so lettering by rashmina asks how do you find clients of international brands i mean how to approach them as a newbie to the calligraphy world so i think one of the things that has really worked for me is the quality of my work and i say this to everyone who's curious enough to ask me how do you get dimitri or how do you get such and such of a brand i think i've just i wouldn't say i've been lucky to get them um, but because it luck also favors those who uh, kind of work for it uh, so i think what i have constantly strived to do especially in the beginning is to put more of my work out there whether that's on instagram or you know initially i used to post on facebook also so i think the more you are out there the more you make your presence felt the more likely brands are um you know to approach you Notice so yes yeah exactly so i think people are brands and companies they're always looking for people who are creative and they're always looking for people who can do something nice for them so one is that so i have always believed and followed the organic way of going about things and just focusing on the quality of my work that should not go down that should only go up so um one is that the other way is i mean you can reach out to them you can find the right contact in a company and email them your portfolio let them know that you exist and just make them a nice presentation deck and tell them that hey i would love to offer my services to you so if you are okay doing that by all means go ahead and make a nice presentation and outreach email and make it a point to send emails every day or every alternative day and somebody or the other will reply to you right once you <laughs> once you send 100 emails at least 10 people will reply to you unfortunately that doesn't work for me because i don't know i'm not that comfortable reaching out to people and i think that gives you less leverage once you reach out to brands they're like because you reached out to us this is what we are offering to you in terms of price and commercials so i like to have the higher hand when it comes to um negotiating price and money so i like well and it just feels better when brands approach you right it just feel yeah. like you know you know what i mean so um and fortunately for me it's worked well so far that word and there have been clients um to approach and different sorts of clients yeah wow lovely lovely palette of joy says your artworks are just the best sadika thank you uh, heart heart work in us how do you single handedly manage admin practice teaching shop the delhi doodler shop and so much more you're such an inspiration 
So I have Thank seen you. your shop. You you sell paints as well, right? Yeah, we sell a lot Those of stuff, shiny. not just. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are damn so, quirky. They are very quirky. Thank you. So yes. um, hard working to answer your question. It's not easy. It's definitely not easy. And as I as I answer this question at the back of my head, I'm thinking to hire more people. Definitely, uh, to ease out, you know, with some of that work. But so far, so good. I have been able to manage. Um, I wouldn't say very well, but I have been able to survive, sort of, and you know, just get by. Um, the way to do that is again to sh- um, divide your day uh, in different parts and divide your tasks in different parts. So you club all the admin work together, you club all the creative work together, and you club um, everything else that you can't put in a category together. And then you schedule your time. Let's say um, in the morning. first two hours i'm only going to be creating artworks you know or in the afternoon after lunch i'm going to be only answering emails or sending out emails or answering dms on shop daily doodler or whatever whatever it is that works for you mm-hmm. so i think um, blocking time in that sense and demarcating time for different tasks um it, it's a good idea because then you naturally uh, you naturally develop this habit that okay in the morning i have to pack orders i have to reply to emails and do all the boring work get that out of the way and then in the afternoon i'm doing all my creating and you know um actually working for clients and then in the evening i can do something else and finally call it a day with making some artwork so i think blocking your calendar blocking your schedule and making a to do list is a good way to get things out of the way interesting interesting so i hope uh, sadhika's answered your question hard working the next question from vibrant hues is great tips honestly i'm struggling to get up early but i hope to follow it i sleep like a baby during the morning how do you make a portfolio any tips okay, okay. so very interesting and very interesting that you asked me i don't have Uh, a portfolio i would have loved to say that i have a portfolio on a website like indiefolio or behance or something but i am just too lazy i think i i i always considered instagram and my profile to be my portfolio so um i i think it's kind of okay doing that but that's the lazy person approach if you're actually serious about whatever field you're in supposing you're a graphic designer or illustrator and you actually want to make a really good portfolio um just put your best of the best work in it do not ever put something that you're not happy about do not put something that doesn't excite you if you it doesn't excite you it will not excite your potential client right exactly so it's 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 the energy um, that your work gives out right like i said in the beginning i don't preach to be positive or anything it's the energy that my work transpires right across so put your best work together and compile it in a basic pdf you know and just give an explanation if you um, go on google and um, just search for portfolio templates i'm sure you'll be able to find something that works for you where you can put your work put the description of your work the process of your work how did you go about making this artwork what was the thought behind it because people love to see the reason people love to see the bps and the, the you know the process of making things so i think that's a good idea and then you can put it on websites like behance or indiefolio 
um, put them under relevant hashtags so that people are able to discover you if they're looking for an illustrator or if they're looking for an animator. So I think that would be a good thing. But in the beginning, it's okay if you want to treat your Instagram as your portfolio. Again, put out work only that you're happy about and you can be proud of 10 years down the line. True, true. Interesting. So um, my calligraphy tale says, I just want to say that it is your post which intrigued me and I got to know about calligraphy. So a big, big thanks for that. That's amazing. Wow. That is so cute. I think there's a, there are a lot of fans of yours here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, friend, fans. Yeah, my friends. Sorry. <laughs> friends. <laughs> wow. Lettering by Rashmina says, thanks for genuine, thanks genuinely answering. Stay blessed. Uh, Kriti Garg says, do you have a team or do you work alone? Right now, I don't. I only have my sister who um, handles and helps me with some of the technical stuff, which I can't wrap my head around. Um, but even she's got busy now. She has work of her own and she has her last year of college. So now I'm looking to hire people okay. and expand and actually make a team very ruder. I had floated a form around one, one and a half years ago, but then the whole world around us changed, uh, right? So I don't know if yes. the same people are available now, but I'm definitely actively going to look for people to work for Delhi Doodler now and work with Delhi Doodler, Maybe. actually not for. That sounds very <laughs> third person-ish. <laughs> Interesting. Well said. So I think Delhi Doodler culture is quite amazing to work in then. Uh, do you think uh, so? Um, I am Dhruvi asks, Do you think creativity is inborn or can be achieved through practice? I don't think it's inborn at all. I think it's an acquired mm. skill for sure, and I mm. can definitely prove it to you as an example myself because I have I studied economics in college, then I moved on to UPSC preparation. And just the life just took its own course. So I think it's an acquired skill. Creativity is something that you practice. Mm. And it's like a machine. So the more you practice, the more you make it work, the better it gets. True, true. Heart working says that great advice. Love your work. A ton lot. Thank you. Art Truck 77 asks, you did a live on finances last month. Please organize some more. Do you have okay. anything planned for this month? I don't have any lives planned, but that's a good idea. I've been um, kind of busy handling two, three uh, big projects right now. But as soon as I find some time, I will be sure to come back on IGTV and definitely discuss more of the finance. I think that's really important. Interesting, interesting. Uh, I think I should be watching the finances ID, IGTV soon. Uh, Vibrant Hughes uh, says, awesome, well explained, more power to you. Thank Doodles you. and me, love your work, Delhi Doodler. Uh, and a lot of people giving hearts to you. So a lot of uh, Thank you. friends of yours who love you here. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yes. Thank you. So, um, does anyone else have any questions? Do you all ha uh, have your questions answered? Uh, Padadi asks, Hi, hi, Dee. I wanted to ask, as I've just finished my 12th, 
I really want to help you. Is there anything that I can do for you as an intern, please? <laughs> that is so sweet, yeah. That is so sweet, and I get these DMs, uh, you know, quite often, and I don't have a perfect answer to them because there's only so much help that I need and so much help that one can do. But <laughs> I will be sure to, um, Paridi. I will whenever I, you know, give out the form for joining Team Delhi Doodler. Please be sure to fill that and you know add all the things that all the skills that you can contribute to Team Delhi Doodler. And uh, yeah, maybe. we can uh, be a nice team <laughs> great great so uh, we are going to be having uh, 10 minutes more to this live so okay. i'm going to take just few more questions um dome of arts asks how do you price your work okay so i've struggled a lot with pricing especially initially um because i did not understand on what to base it uh i did not I, I, in the beginning i would just take the material cost and um, you know i would just kind of eyeball on how to price my artwork but um, then i gradually realized that art is more than the material cost that you pay for it right art is definitely okay. more so um then I, I, there are a lot of factors now that go into my pricing. Yeah, so there are a lot of factors now that I consider while pricing an artwork. One of the things is um, I have a base price, and this is something I've developed myself because I cannot even if something is uh, really simple. Let's say you tell me to write your name, and it's a very common request that we get as calligraphers. Can you write my name? or can you write my name because i want it for my wedding card or whatever it's a very simple thing for me to do it's a 10 minute job but apart from those 10 minutes i'm also investing time in talking to you on instagram getting information giving you the details of the payment and how to giving you some options creating you know two three artworks for you so it's not just the 10 minutes of creation that matter it's the back and forth and the whole process of serving you as a client right that also okay. require a lot of time and patience so okay. now considering all of that and because i only have 24 hours in a day and i'm a human and i want to make art and i want to balance my life i've come to the conclusion that i need to have a base price so i don't charge for anything i don't charge less than 1000 or 1500 rupees let's say and that's the b2b price that's my that's the price i would give for a bulk order or something but if you're an individual customer i'm not going to be charging anything less than 1500 for even the most simple things because i um i value my art that way you know so a lot of the pricing that you do for your art is also very intrinsic and it's also very um demonstrative in that sense it it kind of defines the value of of your service it it shows how good you are at what you do at some level so if you don't value your stuff and you're like yeah i will do it for 200 rupees and imagine there's a you have the choice of working on 10 orders for 200 rupees each or you can work on one order for 2000 rupees which one would you prefer you know so you have to um kind of build your work in that manner where you can charge a client a price and they will understand the value behind it there are a lot of times when sure. people would bargain and people would be like 
but this is just a two minute thing for you but um it's not just two minutes and you must have seen this really popular post on instagram which says that i'm not charging you for the five minutes that i'm spending creating i'm charging you for the five years that i practiced that art before i made it for you so um i think it's that the more you keep getting better the more you should increase your price and i increase my price a little bit every year so well yeah. said the, and it makes sense the yeah. most basic thing that you can do to price your art is consider the time and the material cost that you're putting into it and just add true. something to it and you can sell it to your client true 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 so we have 7 minutes more to this uh, live so i'm going to take last two questions two short questions i believe um avish uh, i'm sorry if i must have pronounced your name i mean if i must have not pronounced your name right thank you so much for organizing this i'm a little curious about when you started doodling and calligraphy i think as uh, sadika said 5 years back right yeah it's been 6 yeah 6 yeah 5 6 years now wow. i started it in 2016 and uh, since then yeah i i just hung on to it great and uh, oya oh, yeah, um, i'm sorry the names uh, oya oh, yeah, o oh, illustrations uh, asks what are all of your stuff so ex- expensive i think uh, sadhika has already answered that <laughs> that you know the 5 to 6 years of her practice in calligraphy <laughs> well she deserves to increase her price and plus i think you can choose between something lesser priced or something a higher priced yeah. than sadhika and i think the whole concept of being expensive or not is very subjective because obviously if i'm getting students to join my workshops at say 5000 rupees and i'm sure. able to get you know students at 10000 rupees um it it's just about affordability it's about um how much value do you see in that workshop also so true, true. there are people who charge 15000 rupees for a similar workshop because they have 20 years of experience in that field right yes. i'm charging you yes. what i think is a fair amount for a group workshop so i think the whole concept of being expensive is really subjective um and the first from me to people yeah true true so last two questions i'm sorry those questions are quite relevant that i can't miss them <laughs> whom did you learn calligraphy from from oio illustrations and dome of art asks how do you start with how did you start with customers guys these are the last questions please okay yes. perfect so i i learned calligraphy um, by myself largely i also attended um a few of the workshops especially last year i ended up attending a lot of online workshops i just took advantage of the fact that we have extra bandwidth and there are a lot of international educators teaching online so i attended quite a few workshops then but i always go back to practicing myself i think that's the way i prefer to practice and learn um you can you know take something some information from somebody but if you don't end up applying it if you don't end up practicing it after the workshop it's of no use so um yeah i've learned from quite a few people and um, to start with customer i think a good way is to build your portfolio or whether that's on instagram or otherwise and maybe you can reach out to potential customer or 
or they can come to you there are only two ways True. that it works and so, good amount of inventory as well yeah yeah you need a good amount of inventory if you're starting an online shop um you know for that matter but if you're into services make sure what you are putting on instagram or your portfolio is a really good piece of art that people are tempted to buy it great and which which brush pens did you start with oio illustration i, I hope this is the last question <laughs> i started with sakura brush pens i got them from a stationery fair i specially bound my upsc class one time uh, coaching class and went to the stationery fair got those brush pens so i started with sakura then i started with camlin and uh, yeah now i have a connection of i think more than 30 brands yeah amazing amazing <laughs> So uh okay i have taken the last question and i have 3 minutes with me to conclude now <laughs> so yes i'm glad uh, i mean i think this interview has gone very soulfully and i have loved interviewing you it has Thank been you. very soulful for me as well and you know you get the vibe when you interview the person it's been amazing so thank you so much uh, yes Thank you so much Sadika uh for being a part of my platform I'm extremely honored to have you on my platform at uh, God of Onion so this IGTV is going to be saved guys so if you'll have any questions or anything at all y'all can rewatch this IGTV or y'all can DM me or Sadika if y'all right. may have any questions and we can take that offline i'm sorry because of the time constraints i could not take this video any longer and the listening limit of uh, our customers during podcast is very less so um thank you so much guys uh, for being a part of my live uh, and being a going to be a part of my podcast please listen to my podcast at Pod- god of onions at spotify and you all can also log into our you subscribe our youtube channel god of onions to watch this interview and this main the this platform is basically for artists who are well renowned and recognized and to understand their journey as well so thank you so much guys and please follow god of onions for uh, listening or watching more interviews lovely thank you so much great thank you so much thank you so much guys bye have a great evening bye you too thank you so much <laughs>